<laughs> What's up, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Jamoke Davis here with Ryan Disney or Jacob Rame and the one and only Zach Rosen. This podcast is powered by BioFreeze, the official topical reliever of the Wizards. BioFreeze offers fast-acting, long-lasting, powerful pain relief to help you feel no limits. BioFreeze can be found at your local retailer as well as online. And you can find this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and anywhere else you can Stitcher. find podcasts. Stitcher. Stitcher. There you go. Uh, we got a great one today because the Wizards are on the win streak, so are really excited after wins over Minnesota and Dallas. And also Chris Gehring, Ryan Dizdier, and I uh, had a nice little one-on-one conversation with one of the newest Washington Wizards on this franchise who came over from the Chicago Bulls in that uh, trade for Otto Porter. One was Bobby Portis, and the other one was Mr. Jabari Parker. We sat down with him, had a great time talking about the NBA and, and just his transition to the Wizards, and we talked about Duke because it's March Madness coming up soon, so we got some this talk in. is March. We're big March guys here. And I love, shout out to our marketing department. I love their new little uh, tagline that they're going, Merch Madness. Madness. That's good really good. Shout out Hunter Lockman for that's that That's really good. Yeah, that's really that's, good. That's, that's pretty, classic Hunter, honestly, but dad humor. Honestly, 40% <laughs> off the store last Just, night during the game. That's that's substantial. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Huge deal. Yeah. Too I bad should've. we were working because I think it closed by the time we were done working. It did? <laughs> Tag, got it. Uh, hopefully they'll do it again because Merch Madness is pretty cool. But, hey, look, let's talk about the Washington Wizards. They had a big win last night over the Dallas Mavericks, 132-123. to And this is coming off of a 135-120 win over Minnesota. Um, and Bradley Beal, top four, sports center, dunk of the night Number maybe. Four. And he didn't get ejected for staring <laughs> down. Yeah, that was, a, I, that was a vicious stare down. It I was. I almost wanted to ask him post game if he practiced that because I was like, "Oh, okay, he's been here before." <laughs> except like he hasn't. He's only thrown down like a few crazy dunks in his career. So, but the one he had in Charlotte was crazy yeah. too. But it wasn't like this kind of stare down poster. That was more of like he flew through the air. Yeah. Um, and the Wizards have scored a lot of points in the last two games. Uh, I will say that the to preface that the Timberwolves and Mavericks have really struggled on the road collectively, um, but. It was still. I mean, you have to win those games, and the Wizards are now, I think, seven and three at home against the West, which is pretty good. Their road record, I'm not going to say because it's not as good, but uh, it, it's important to win these games. And I think you know the good thing about the Minnesota game is that they have to go to Minnesota Saturday, and it was mm-hmm. a good way to get a great look at them early on um, and adjust. It makes that game Saturday a lot more winnable, in my opinion, because they're really good at home. They just beat the Thunder at home. Uh, and then for Dallas was a team that the Wizards haven't beaten at home in I think it was 11 years, and then they had lost 16 to 17 to them. So I mean, way to get over that one and lose uh, winning in OKC earlier this year. You know, broke two really long streaks against Western teams. Now we got to win in San Antonio. Oh boy, last one. Yeah, and getting that uh, that win last night over Dallas was big, just because. We, when, whenever we have looked at the schedule and just been like, this is a winnable game, this is a winnable game, that's fine, but stringing together wins is what's important as the Wizards try to make a push for the playoffs. And I mentioned this last night, um, just talking post game, that if we win 
in Charlotte that would tie our longest win streak of the year. And we haven't won three in a row since December like 1st through the 5th. Mm-hmm. So it's been a really long time. And just to have that level of consistency and start to get into a groove in this pivotal march, it's going to be huge. And like Zach said, having faced Minnesota already in such a short time period and getting to know their tendencies a little bit more, I think is going to help out a ton. Because if you can go on that road trip and get – two wins be on a four game win streak and then a five game homestand that's huge that would be enormous yeah and it's a back-to-back so it's going to be tough i mean you talk about getting another look at minnesota since we got them at home before you're going to play them on a road this is the second time they'll be playing charlotte in less than three weeks on the road too they got to look at them although they took a loss right after the all-star break but hopefully they you know that's a positive sign for them to go into that first game against charlotte again yes this is one of the hardest back-to-backs a team will play you're basically going from the East Coast to the to the western part of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. It's like a three-hour flight, I think, or two and a half hours mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. after a game. Um, it's just going to be going to be tough. I mean, I doubt anyone's going to do anything Saturday besides go to the the meeting in the morning and then go to the game. But yeah, it's tough. Like that that's probably the furthest back to back I think uh, the Wizards will travel this season. So. Um, and obviously the opponents are, are not easy. Uh, Charlotte has been struggling, I will say. They think they've lost 12 out of 15. Uh, the Wizards had a chance to take that game there. Uh, kind of some rust after the break. Uh, the guys were still, you know, getting uh, to know each other. But the Wizards have have taken advantage of their practice time recently and scrimmaged a lot, and I think that's helped them uh, with chemistry, especially on defense. I think they know that their defense can be better, but they've been getting enough stop stops, and the offense has been flowing like crazy. I mm-hmm. mean, they have a bunch of guys who can beat you in a, in multiple ways. Uh, Rick Carlisle called them an elite offensive team after the game. That's a compliment from a coach of that <coughs> stature. So um, scoring is, once again, not the problem. It's going to come down to defense on the road. Well, you know, this team, this team has proven time and time again they can win home games. Now it's time to do it on the road. And uh, it starts in Charlotte, and games don't get more important than this when you're fighting for an eighth seed. And so, you know, we're going to see what this team is made of starting Friday night. And I think, uh, I think this two-game road trip is going to go a long way towards. And, and honestly, we can probably say that about most of the games this season. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have said that last night. If we lost last night, I would have been, you know, much more down on our chances to make it. I know it's only one game, but each game is so magnified right now, particularly when you're chasing three teams, and particularly on a night when you know that Miami or Charlotte are getting a win because they're playing each other. And those are the nights you really need to win on because you know that you're losing at least a game on one of those teams. Yeah. Um, I, I've, there isn't a magic number yet, but I feel like this There's is a time of year. I mean, I guess there always There's is. There's an elimination but like a, number. Elimination yeah, right number. Now, yeah. But I feel like I'm just constantly looking yeah. at the standings and thinking about that half game or that full game back right now. The Wizards are three games back from that eighth spot, um, so they do have some uh, work ahead of them. Um, but I guess when you think about Orlando and, and Brooklyn's been going in the other direction, uh, they're Very actually fifteen and five. Tough. But yeah, their schedule is tough, so I don't know if that means there's a chance but to catch fi- them. Uh, fi- um, but I feel like six through five and 11. a half, five and a half games with eighteen to play is, I mean. That's so many. Yeah. I mean, I honestly do not think that that we should. I mean, I know that I spoke on the pod a couple of weeks ago about um, catching them in the sixth or seventh, but right now I think five and a half with eighteen is simply too many. Too much. Okay. That's okay. my. Well, uh, 
Yeah, I and mean, at the end of the day, the Wizards want to make the playoffs. I don't think they care where they get in. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just think it's something to keep an eye on. As we've gone through Brooklyn's schedule, it is horrifying. Yeah. But they'd still have to get through three other teams as well. Yeah, but at this point, you know, you want to see how you get in, and if that's a way you get in, then you look at it. But generally speaking, the team in the eighth spot is the team you're chasing. And mm-hmm. 9 and 10 are also right behind them. But to be two games back at 9 and 10 and playing both of them in the next week, you have a chance to jump them. You play Miami again, already split with Brooklyn. So I don't know. I, I still am standing by my hot take. That, well, I don't know when I made that a week or two ago. The Wizards <laughs> are going to make the playoffs. I just yeah. think it's in their favor. I do think they're playing a lot better and – the number of home games favors them mightily. Also, the mm-hmm. fact that the Lakers might be out of the playoff chase when they go to L.A. could be a huge break for them. Yeah, you were talking about shutting down LeBron. Yeah, I mean, they're very far out of the playoffs. They're very banged up. Um, I think the Wizards play them on the 25th, so there's only you know five or six games left at that point. Uh, so I'm not sure, but yeah. After this two-game road trip, the Wizards have a five-game homestand, and I think every one of those games is very winnable. Yeah. Outside of Utah is going to be a really tough game. They just don't match up great with Utah. But the other four games I find are they're pretty yeah. winnable. Um, and the Wizards are now, I think, 19-9 and since their 0-3 start at home. Like They've been good at home. Mm-hmm. They score a lot of points at home. Uh, can we switch topics? We talk about LeBron. Did anybody watch last night when he passed Michael Jordan? Is that significant? Because I remember kind of celebrating when Bradley got the you know youngest to it's hit significant the in NBA history. But for all the math nerds out there, it is not statistically significant. That's a joke on, on yeah. stats, but <laughs> because MJ did it in less games, that's yeah. my only argument. But at the same time, like longevity is a real thing. I think LeBron, by the time he's done, will be the number one guy on the list. But Kevin Durant might pass him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's historical factors in this. Like, guys are scoring more points. Look at James Harden. Like, yeah, there's more points in the NBA. But yeah, it's significant. Like LeBron James to live up to the hype that he's lived up to is crazy. I think the one awkward thing is that the team is struggling so much right now, and it's been yeah. a huge topic of discussion that it kind of takes away a little bit from it. But because, like, imagine if the Lakers were really good or even in the playoff picture, and he did this. Like, it mm-hmm. would have been – it still was a huge deal, but it, I think more people would have been like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. But there's I mean, a, heck, they were really, down like 15 when, when he mean, broke the record. They, it was like, Ugh. They played a good team, and they're really banged up. I wonder if he's going to play them, play when we play against them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that game's supposed to be on TNT also. Yeah. So, uh, but it's significant. It's cool. I mean, we have all grown up watching LeBron in some capacity. The last time LeBron wasn't in the finals, Instagram didn't exist. Wow. 2007? No, that's way too long. Ago. I think it was 2009. Yeah. Nine, yeah. yeah. When the Kobe Magic Celtics. were there. Is that? Yeah, yeah. Or, or the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, Celtics, Lakers sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's. Def- I always love seeing records and, you know, milestones achieved. And like Zach said, I mean, LeBron entered the league with so much hype and fanfare. And for him to live up to it and probably exceed it a little bit has been just so cool to see and I mean you could see him after it happened he was just so overcome with emotion because you know MJ was a guy he grew up watching and to pass him I mean I can only imagine how much that means for him and um, it's just it was really cool to see and I mean he's put in the work he's earned it so to see all that pay off for him is is pretty cool yeah I think a lot of people hate on LeBron um, 
I totally get why. But to witness history in the making in the present is so cool. Yeah. You look across a lot of sports. You're looking at (coughs) Tom Brady, Serena Williams, Tiger Woods. Mm -hmm. These are living legends that in 100 years people will be like, wow, I can't imagine what it was like watching them play. I mean, even for me, I didn't really grow up watching Michael Jordan. Like, I'm too young to really know his prime years. Yeah. And, like, I go go on YouTube and watch. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy was a a dog. Like, it's crazy to think about. And then... Like, in baseball, like, the early 2000s, I know it got crowded by the steroid era, but, like, living through that with Barry Bonds and, like, I was living like in that. Chicago. With Sammy with Sosa, Sammy Sosa. And Mark yeah. that's what Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, really that's clearly. what you remember. So, it this is, like, what we're going to remember that when LeBron went to the finals all these years in a row, you know, like I said with Tom Brady, I mean, they're oh, so similar because Tom they've done Brady it for, Tom Brady for extended, <laughs> no, but for extended <laughs> periods of time. It's crazy. Sick and tired. <laughs> Jacob doesn't even have a football team, <laughs> so he can't even talk. Jacob, um, Jacob's uh, a fan of diehard Cleveland Browns fan. <laughs> now we're all about to be. We're all. We're all. We're all. Cleveland Browns, San Diego <laughs> Padres, <laughs> Philadelphia Phillies. Oh yeah. <coughs> no. Yeah. Yes. Jacob's a fan of the Sacramento sickness. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Jacob. Powering through. Oh, yeah. Do you need always. some biofreeze? Bio I don't yeah. think it works for colds. Oh, no, it doesn't? It's the only one way to find out. bothering me a little bit, Well, though. it's pain relief, and it's yeah. fast acting. <laughs> we could try it. Could. I, I, don't, I don't think it's supposed to be taken, like, internal. Like, Okay. I, I wanted to take biofreeze for whoever was on the other end of that Bradley Beal dunk. Salah Mejri? Yeah. I yeah. The funny thing name. is, not only did he get absolutely posterized, he got crossed up twice terribly bad. yeah <laughs> really bad yeah yeah i felt bad for that guy for sure yeah it was a great night I yeah mean, i mean wizards win you know on social media everybody's happy and excited and jabari yeah. has been really good at the past two games yeah scored 20 plus in back-to-back games and he just looks more comfortable out there not only i mean everyone knows that he can score and he, he's great at dunking but just as a facilitator and just some of the passes and the court vision he's displaying uh the defense has been improving he's just he's definitely finding his groove um 10 of 11 team. from the field yeah that's after a, his first good miss groove. he didn't <laughs> miss or, yeah. so i mean he's been really just adding a spark off the bench and um i mean it just certainly lifted the team in in the past two games yeah he's, well speaking of jabari uh, we are going to have him on the pod when we come back from this break. Uh, I think you will enjoy the conversation. He was a very interesting guy, wouldn't you say, Ryan? It yeah, was, it was very interesting to learn more about Jabari Parker, the person. Yeah, all right. Uh, stay tuned, WizKids. Coming back. Joining us now on the pod is one of the newest Washington Wizards, Jabari Parker. Thank you very much for spending some time with us. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. All right, thank you for uh, not only spending some time with us, but we're doing this after you participated in one of our favorite events. It's the seventh year we've been doing the uh, Special Olympics Wizards basketball game to spread the word, to end the word. How excited were you to participate in this? You were a coach for the winning team 
tonight. Uh, just talk about this event before we talk about uh, you actually playing basketball. This event was, was very good. It's one of many that I've done with the Special Olympics. and I really enjoy my time here. Jabbar, this is something that we do every year, and it is, every single year it's one of the most rewarding things, I think, that we do in community in our community relations program. Um, what has your relationship been with Special Olympics? Obviously, you so say you've done it before, but um, what makes this so special to you um, to come out here and, and do it, especially in season with your teammates and, and the community out, to kind of make it a big event here in D.C.? It's a very important time for me. It, gives me a lot of memories when I was a kid in high school and I had a lot of friends and, and special needs programs and classes and I always stood up for those people and I made sure I represented them everywhere I went and uh, not long ago I, um, I've had a friend who passed away who has special needs so you know it's always a special bond that I've had uh, with, with um, the, the community of the Special Olympics. Speaking of the community, obviously, you're new to D.C., but how important is it for you as a player, a uh, guy who's been in the league for a good amount of time now to help give back to the community whenever you get a chance to? I always remember to give back just because it makes me feel normal at the end of the day. You know, a lot of times we, we get special treatment, you know, security, but when you take away that and you give away yourself and to the people, you know, it makes you look at perspective. Had you ever been a coach in a game like this? Like just being on the sideline and you had Trevor Ariza as a ref and John Wall as a ref on the sideline too? Oh, no. Haven't been a, to a, at, a, at a coaching experience like this. Inexperienced <laughs> coaches and refs, but uh, it was a good experience though. How did Trevor and John officiate the game in your opinion? <laughs> uh, I felt like John didn't give a great effort. <laughs> yeah, John, he wasn't moving a lot as a referee, <laughs> and uh, you can't you can't put on the stripes if if you're gonna do that. <laughs> That's really funny. As we all know, John Wall is recovering from an injury, so we know it was a little tongue in cheek there. But it's really funny um, from Jabari Parker. So you come to this team. What has it been like for you? And and tell us, you know, what it's like for a player to come in. Mid-season, joining a Washington Wizards team, trying to make a push for the playoffs, trying to assimilate yourself with the players and get to know each other. And at the same time, I know it's kind of a small-knit community, so you kind of know the players already as you've come up through high school, college, and then the pros. Yeah, I've uh, watched a lot of the guys growing up as a kid, and being on this particular team was something that is a dream come true, playing along Trevor Ariza, John Wall, um, you know, the names go on, Dwight Howard and Jeff Green. It's just being able to learn again, and that's one thing that I like, just being on this team, just throwing little that I know out the window because, you know, those guys have more years on their belt. You know, I really take their words um, into heart. How much did it help you with the transition being traded, coming with Bobby, a guy you were familiar with, and just having him to go along with you as you adjust to a new city and new teammates? Uh, it's been good. You know, I played the role of trying to help Bobby erase the pass uh, because that was a really tough situation that he was a part of, just being there, being drafted. And I always wanted to stick up for my teammates, and that's somebody that I always wanted to protect. Yeah. You, you mentioned Jeff Green as somebody who 
you know, he's obviously a veteran in this league. He's been doing this a while. He's been on all kinds of different teams. Um, what about his game? You know, he's 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 a kind of a stretch four, a guy who can play kind of everywhere. You're the same way. What kind of what kind of things do you take from his game? And you know, as a vet, have you gotten a chance to maybe pick pick his brain a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Jeff is one person I always try to mimic when he had you know teams going to the finals and been, been playing key roles. Uh, his game is pretty similar to mine, just being stressed for and what he what he does for our team is what I try to do the same thing and you know just his experience for the game his knowledge that's somebody that you know gives me things to you know look forward to and stuff how much does that help you guys keep the right mindset moving forward as you know March is here now and you, you guys are trying to make that final playoff push yeah it's uh, very nice because guys are experienced they've been in this position before a lot of guys are you know, been to the wire when it comes to games and trying to get into the seed. And right now it's kind of a similar situation. So in at the end of the post game, we're in the locker room and you had a great game against Minnesota. Uh, and then you talked about how in the locker room you had already put the game behind you and were thinking about the future and getting better and improving. Where does that mindset come from that you feel like you've already, you're not even paying attention and thinking about what you just did and that's done with? And I'm just looking ahead, looking ahead, looking ahead. Psychologically, why is that that you do that? Well, me specifically, I know what the end goal for myself and my team, and that's to play in the postseason. And that's one game towards uh, moving into a better position so you know short-term memory both wins and losses and we try to get going to the next game focus on Dallas and especially this month you guys have I think maybe four back-to-backs there's like a back-to-back every single week um, and in kind of a crowded month of March that's that's super important as a player and the Wizards have been good in back-to-backs this season what what about it is is maybe a positive because I know that you know people say that you know it's tough to play on the second end of back-to-backs or on the first end when you know you've got another game but is there a positive to win or lose getting right back out there the next night as opposed to having like a couple days off or um you know whether you win and you want to get back out there and keep playing the same way or lose and and want to get it out of your mouth really quickly yeah i always uh appreciate the back-to-backs because it just opens up your horizon it gives you gives you enough energy going into the next game. Like you don't have to do much, but you know prep for the for the game specifically. I feel like when you have you know time in between, gives you more practice, more time on your feet. But you know back to backs, you just get ready for the next game. And I, I like back to backs. Speaking of March, uh, college basketball. This is when it gets hot. You played for Duke. And we look at a Duke team this year uh, that uh, has just probably one of the most talented freshman class, period. How you played one season at Duke, how close are you to just kind of keeping up with the program? What are they doing? And what do you think of the team this year? Yeah, I follow them a lot, especially when I, when I just ended my season at Duke. Mm-hmm. I found myself a fan for the team and, and trying to you know, analyze and give myself a 
memories. And I'm kind of living through this team. Just remember when I was a freshman, and they've, they've been doing really good, exceptionally well. And um, wish we can do a, wish we can have a push going into the March. Jabari, when you played at Duke, obviously that environment at Cameron every night is, is something special and something to be a part of. When you look back at your year there, what are, what are some of the memories that you take from playing for a program like that with so much history, so much tradition? Uh, very, very special memories just because, you know, going into the season, they want to tell you about the culture, what you're getting yourself into. A lot of the players, you know, give you memories and give you stories. and Those kind of those kind of things give you motivation. And when, I, when I put on that jersey for the first time, it was – it was a great experience just carrying tradition. And I'm so glad that we have, you know, players coming in each and every year just to carry that same tradition, Duke across our chest. And you played for Coach K, obviously. He has so much experience, obviously, coaching Duke, but, but working with professionals as well, with Team USA, all that stuff. Um, so there's so much to get from him, I guess, from, from playing for him. And what are, what are some of the things that, like you said, obviously there's a strong – um, culture at Duke, culture of winning and, and, and playing as a great team. Um, what's something that, that you took from him and uh, what was kind of the best part of playing for a guy like him? Yeah, uh, you just don't win a, a thousand games out of the blue. You know, he's he's been exceptionally well with, with everyone very well because he lets you play and he gives you all the freedom in the world to, to do your thing and that kind of confidence and that kind of you know, play produces a lot of a lot of uh, great things. The byproduct is, you know, winning. And, you know, I'm so grateful that I had a coach that, like that that opened, opened my game up to new heights. Do you consider yourself, uh, like if we try to get to know Jabari Parker, what, what kind of a person are you in terms of, are you more introspective? You like to go to movies? You know, what do you think of D.C.? Like coming to a new city that was like, ooh, I want to maybe do this in D.C. Anything? Yeah, I'm definitely a history person. And so far I've been to many of the museums. And for me it's very nice seeing the culture. You know, want to make my way up to, to Howard. I haven't mm-hmm. been up there. Okay. And uh, get a chance to see, you know, my background and the people that pay the way through that university. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely liked it. Um, have you been to the, the National Museum of African American History and Culture yet? Yeah, ironically, last year was my first year, so mm-hmm. it's kind of a signal that I'll be here real soon. <laughs> yeah. What'd you think of it? Oh, it was it was great. Um, you know, if you love your culture so much, if you love where you come from, you kind of can't hold back emotionally. And you know, I've catch myself being a little emotional just seeing the journey of our people, and mm-hmm. it's been very very nice experience. So you go to visit the museum, you know, is that partially because you have two parents that are minorities, your mom is from Tonga, and your dad is African-American, so when you go to the museum, is that where that special connection for you comes from? Very, very rich culture, similar to Africa, you know, um, not, not, not so far advanced uh, when it comes to technology, but um, very, very rich in culture, so... I feel like it's some similarities towards that, uh, but my dad, you know, is you know black, African American, and mm-hmm. you know that's all I knew growing up. You know, his family, and the school that I went to, every everywhere was 
you know, just deep rooted in, in, in history and, and my people. So yeah, it was a great getting a chance to expand my knowledge when I got to the museum. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, anything else you plan to do? Uh, yeah, um, stick around, have a good time on this 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 basketball court, and you know, build build the 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 program up. Um, you know, trying to trying to pay my role. Favorite new teammate? Uh, favorite new teammate? I would probably say. I don't know, TB, TB. Oh, why Thomas? Yeah, uh, because he gives you good energy. You know, he gives you his all, you know, very funny. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I enjoy all, all the teammates, you know. I feel like a, a rookie again because, you know, those guys been playing way longer than me, and it, it feels good to just feel young. Yeah. It's funny because you're young, but I feel mm -hmm. like because of your talent, um, and I don't know, I guess I just think of you more as a veteran than a younger player, but you are still young. You have a lot more years ahead of you mm -hmm. in basketball. Um, so it's interesting that you picked Thomas Bryant. Thank you very much for giving us some time here on Off the Bench. We really appreciate it. Hope you've enjoyed listening and, and getting to know Jabari Parker a little bit more here on the podcast. This podcast is powered by BioFreeze, the official topical reliever of the Wizards. BioFreeze offers fast-acting, long-lasting, powerful pain relief to help you feel no limits. BioFreeze can be found at your local retailer as well as online. For Chris Gehring, Ryan Dizdier, and Jamal K. Davis, we want to thank Jabari Parker for spending some time with us. Ciao for now.